Hello, darlings. It's me, Ruma. And you're thinking, Ruma, where the hell have you been? And you know this is my podcast, Getting Effie. Well, darlings, I had some personal things I had to address and I missed my boat of coming up with my Halloween scary stories I was going to load up so you could listen to them on Halloween. Oh, shame on you, Ruma, your horrible podcaster. I'm sorry, people. Life is still going on. And as you know, we have the pandemic and New York City's a little bit crazy with things that are going on with that. We have the election going on, darlings. And I just got overwhelmed with my personal things that I had to be responsible for. And I missed my window of Halloween. So please forgive me. And I want you to know that I will be loading up some true life, real life mystery stories. Of course, I'm going to change the characters' names in the story to protect their anonymity. But everything I tell you, the just of the story is true. So that's a little bit intriguing, I hope. And I hope you'll be tuning in for my, I'll probably make about three, four of those shows until Big Brother Canada comes on and I will cover Big Brother Canada for you. And I'll probably be more detailed with everyone's appearance and their personalities, just in case you don't have access to watch Big Brother Canada. Now, I want you to know, darlings, when you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, and especially Instagram, because I can definitely load up lots of information, pictures, videos of what's going on, we'll be basically watching it together. So it'll be very lovely. And I hope you tune into that. Now, Big Brother Canada isn't even going to start until like January. So I have some time to load up some true life mystery stories. And I think you'll enjoy those. But, oi, rumour, what was the reason for this podcast today? Well, I'm sorry, my darlings. I was talking about the aftermath of Big Brother Season 22 and basically how each character handled the end of the season. So, as I was saying, Cody won. And, well, you know that from my last podcast, Cody won. And that was very exciting. And he was very, very thrilled. And he deserved it. We all know that. He deserved it. Come on now, people. He was the first HOH and he was the last HOH. And, well, he worked all the way through the season. And he managed to not get too dirty. And so, well deserved. And Enzo won second. I mean, he didn't get one vote. So, it wasn't really like he won the position. But he was lucky enough that Cody brought him to final two and he was able to get 50 quid or whatever, $50,000 out of it. And of course, Cody won 500000 And we know that America's favorite player, with all the campaigning I did, I was thrilled. And that was our beautiful Davon. So those were all the winners. And at the close of the actual game, after all the stress and, you know, sadness and aggravation, I felt that the three people that actually won things were very well deserved. So 
after the show, we know that Cody was thrilled to reunite with his Krista, Kristen, that's his girlfriend's name. They're not even, you know, like engaged yet, but that's coming. I, I can tell. He's very devoted to her and she's had some problems with her health. And I think that when a guy sticks around, you know, and he sees her through that, he's totally in love with her and they're going to probably make it. You know, they're, they're probably going to get married one day and I'm very happy for them. I That shows a lot of wonderful character that Cody has. And so I'm very happy and congrats to them and congrats to Cody for winning. And Enzo, he reunited with his beautiful children and they were thrilled to see Daddy. And as I told you, well, there was Halloween like two days later. So they ended up where the little Nico, her son, was a banana. And the little girl, I didn't see her costume, but she remember she said that she wanted to be a Harry Potter character. So they were thrilled to see their Daddy and they were happy and he was happy to be home, you know, back to New Jersey. And then there was not one comment, nothing from Nicole F. Now we know that Nicole F was just, just completely blown away that Cody didn't take her to final two. I mean, thank goodness he didn't. She didn't deserve it. And you know, as I explained throughout my podcast, this girl had some issues in this game this season. Now, she was microaggressive. She did a lot of dirty stuff. Did they dirty twice? She was just, I mean, I, I, I just totally repulsive the way that she was making fun of her friend Ian that she kept on saying was her, her mate. And she just was horrible, mimicking him, laughing hysterically at Memphis. And it was just wrong. We also know that she ran away from Kesar and said that he scared her. Now, this is a man that is a wonderful man. He's gentle and kind and very intellectual. And he comes with peace. He's a very peaceful person. He's a very intellectual, reasonable person. There is no way that he had any type of characteristics that she was saying he had. And she was telling people that she was afraid of him. And she even ran away on camera, screaming to her bed and pulled her covers over and said she was scared of him. So we know that's microaggressive to do that to not only a man of color or a Muslim man. It was completely incorrect and shame on her. So she did a lot of stuff. She also did a lot of stuff, horrible lies about Janelle. And she accused with Danny Bailey for stealing Janelle's clothes. I mean, how ignorant can these people be? As we know, Bailey and Janelle were very good mates in the house. And we all remember the scene that Janelle thought that her beautiful, expensive dress would look the best on her dearest mate, Bailey, and she gave her this beautiful dress and it looked smashing on her. And what did Danny and Nicole do? 
Out of jealousy, I'm sure, they accused Bailey of sneaking it, of stealing it. Absolutely ridiculous. And, of course, there was doing day dirty. So she did a lot of ignorant things. Even her mummy said vote for day for America's favorite player. And she was very disappointed in her daughter. And her daughter, now this is Nicole F., we're talking about, even said that on camera, my mom's going to be very disappointed in me. I She told me to not burn Devon, to try to help Devon get as far as she could in the game. So just Nicole, all that went out the window. Nicole played a very dirty game that had a lot of ignorance. And so she's been dragged through the social media scene of Twitter and Instagram, and I'm not sure Facebook is doing it, but she's being dragged because of all her ignorance, and she is basically not showing her face, not doing any streams, but she did have a couple interviews, and of course, right when the interviewer, you know, we're talking like extra, you know, like big big television stations and shows are, are giving her an interview right when they mention anything that maybe the public saw. She acts very ignorant, you know, maybe starts crying and then she'll be like, I have have no idea in her really annoying whiny voice and she'll say she has no idea what she did but she need, she has had a conversation with Ian and she has like apologized to him or something I'm not sure but they're all the people that were ignorant in the show are coming to the situation defensively they're not owning the shyst they're just being very defensive about it and like, oh, I have to see what I did. I'm not sure. I I think people misunderstood us. You know, no one misunderstood you, okay? You don't misunderstand when there's five, six cameras all over the house and we know what's going on. They even edited feeds because some of these people got so disgusting and, well, you can't fool us, and that's what they they like to do. And of course, CBS can try to fool us with all their editing, which they did because they're desperate for Nicole F. to appear like she's a little farm girl from Michigan, and we know she's not. And maybe she was at one time, but I don't know if like the fame got to her head. I'm not really sure. She just became very ignorant this season. That's her stuff. And and basically, I, I saw that Victor, and I have all this on my Instagram and on Twitter, and I have all my cheeky posts, and I have all my videos, and so you can follow me and check them out. And well, we do know that like Victor had a little picture of them in their saints, um, because I believe he's originally from New Orleans or, you know, not originally, 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 I think they're from Puerto Rico. I'm not quite sure. So please don't quote me on that. But we do know that he is a Latino. And well, I believe that they came first to live for a while and maybe the high school he went to was in New Orleans. I, I'm not quite sure, so don't quote me. But anyway, they had their New Orleans jerseys on while they were watching the football game. And he looked very happy that his love was home and he was cuddled up with her in bed and they were watching the football but she turned her back. 
So all we see in the picture is her curled up, turned her back to the picture, and he's smiling and saying that, you know, it's it's good to have his Sunday football, you know, back together again with his partner or something like that. And so we appreciate Victor for being such a lovely an understanding boyfriend and being so supportive. And so that's going on with Nicole. And well, oh my gosh, people, Christmas, yes, Christmas Abbott, she was called out and she thought that she could get away with it because I do believe Christmas has no clue at all about her microaggression. And she does a live stream and she's kind of thinking her little, you know, cheekiness, her personality is going to be able to manipulate people on the stream. No, no, no. People called her right out, people. People even called her a racist on the live stream. And they said that, I think they might have used the F word, and they said that she was a racist. And she was like, oh, that was aggressive. Oh, no, 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 Christmas. The only one that's aggressive is you. You're microaggressive. You came to the show and you had microaggression with your horrible adjectives describing women of color. As you know, we've all talked about this many times on my past podcast. She said that Davon and Bailey were going to stab her, shoot her, that they were very aggressive and that they were going to hurt her. She was afraid of them and she was spooked by them. Now, we know none of those things could happen on Big Brother. We know none of those things would happen on Big Brother. And it was complete ignorance and stereotypical ignorance of those using those adjectives. So, I mean, basically Christmas is cancelled until she becomes woke and gets educated and owns her shyst. So that's going on with Christmas. Memphis, we haven't heard anything about Memphis. We do know that the last two times he was shown on the Big Brother CBS production. He was obviously filled in on all his microaggression and he was a a little ridiculous, like hugging Davon, being very affectionate to Davon. And I mean, Davon doesn't know any of this stuff that he's done. And so it'll be interesting to hear what she thinks about him or if she's ever asked that question. But he was, he seemed a little bit like a deer in headlights once he got off the show. We haven't heard. We saw that he posted a a video of him seeing his son River. And of course, River was thrilled and they were dressed up for Halloween and he seems happy. Now, I have to be honest, I think that Memphis is one of those types of sods that doesn't really give a flying flip about what people think of him, and he will just continue to be in his little, you know, fraternity. He's a little fraternity guy that obviously needs to fill his life with outside, like, things like be a part of lots of clubs, probably because he's making up for his inadequacies of being a man. So 
I think that he is just extremely insecure and, well, he's totally ignorant. So anyway, that's enough about him. We haven't heard anything about Danny. Now, we know that Danny, in the beginning of the show, was very microaggressive. She said something about Day's weave and made sarcastic remarks. And she's the one that brought up about Bailey stealing from Janelle. And she made fun of Ian and tried to get Ian kicked out the first week, feeling that his autism was going to be used in favor of him and keep him longer in the show. And she kept on trying to get people to agree with her. And she even said on the feeds that she is worried because she did say a lot of ignorant things about this young man. You know, he's not that young. He's, I think, in his 30s about having autism. And she, I think, seemed again like do you remember I said give her another Xanax so she'll be a complete robot and I think that they definitely filled her in to be prepared and we haven't seen anything of her we've seen a few pictures and maybe some you know a video of her and her baby like just reuniting but we she's kept it very low-key because she's afraid I think of the public coming at her for her ignorant behavior as we know that Janelle, of course, was evicted really early and she wasn't in the house, the jury house. And so she went back to her life just fine. And we just love her because she's been wonderful about coming out and posting. And she was campaigning for Davon, even though she was up for America's favorite. She was campaigning for Davon too. So she's just a lovely person. And then there was, and I don't know if there's anything else about Janelle. Like I, all I know is what I saw this season. I mean, I do know that I've seen her in last seasons and she was a good competitor, but what I saw in this season, she was lovely. Now I don't know. So don't come at me if there's been anything that she's done in the past that hasn't been correct. Cause I don't know enough about Janelle. All I know is that she's a recurring player and I, people are going to say, Oh, that's ridiculous. She's like, one of the most reoccurring players. Now that I know about her and I know that she's a very good competitor and, you know, I liked her for what I saw of her, but I didn't see a lot of her because when she was on, I wasn't watching feeds. So with Janelle, she is fine at home and we've heard from Kevin. Now, Kevin said some really sad news that I thought was surprising, but he said, Devon and I are not friends and we're not probably going to be friends. And he said that she just did not, she didn't receive him the way after the show that he thought she would. And I think that he, you know, we know that there was a lot of misunderstanding that he would have. And we also know that she would have some misunderstandings about David. So she's not friends with David. She's come out and said that. And she's come out and said she's not friends with, with Kevin anymore. So they both are very polite about it, but they just feel like it was great that they had their time in the show, but they're not going to remain friends. So that was kind of sad. But, you know, Kevin was saying that he made a good friend in 
David in the jury house and they hung out and Dave Vaughn hung out with Danny. Now just wait until Dave Vaughn goes home and watches the whole show. If maybe somebody recorded the feeds, she would see how horrible Danny was to her. So it will be int- like in the beginning of the show. I do, I, at the end, Danny was a little bit better, but come on now. We know that Danny tried to orchestrate the humiliation when she was on the block with, you know, trying to get everybody to say that they're voting for not, uh, oh yeah, Ian out, but then they were going to stab Kevin at the end, and then they were going to embarrass Devon, and they didn't want her to win the veto. So she's going to be a little bit devastated. I don't think that she and Danny are going to be friends after the show. I mean, for, you know, in the future. And um, she and Ian became very good friends. Now, this is Devon and Ian. So they're going to keep it up. And even Ian came out. Now, this is where you know the difference between intelligence and ignorance. And in Ian, so smart, he said, if I've done anything wrong, if I was a bit microaggressive, well, you can't really be a bit microaggressive, just like you can't be a bit racist. So I apologize for using that term. But if I was microaggressive, or I believe he even stated he was, he felt that he was, he wanted to make sure that that was recognized and that he apologizes for it. And so when you own your shyst, you're received much better on social media. And we are happy that you have become woke and aware of the correct behavior. So Ian's doing well. He's back home with his girlfriend in Texas and he's very happy to be off the show and I don't think he'll be doing the show again. And let's see. There we've we've heard from David. David's happy to be back with his mummy and his daddy and he basically I he doesn't live with them but he was happy to reunite with them and he seems fine and he doesn't have anything really co- of course he came nice and you know he was very nice when i say he came into the show nice lovely aware he was very nice i liked david a lot i think that he there was a frustration with the other players because he hasn't played before and he didn't really study the game enough to be able to know about everything. And so it made people aggravated. And so I, you know, I, I think that he could care less if people say that, oh, you should have known the game more, whatever. David doesn't hold anything bad about any of these people. And he's just like, I mean, I think when he sees some of the horrible things Memphis said about him. He probably will never want to see Memphis again. But overall, I think David left and parted on a good note and feels fine with everybody except Davon. And that's that makes sense, you know, because there was this rift between those two. And, well, Bailey's doing great. She moved into the penthouse apartment and she is giving tours of her penthouse apartment on Instagram. And she's as lovely as always doing her modeling and representing her products. And so she's doing great. 
Ah, Quiche is doing great. She had a beautiful photography spread and everybody saw that on Instagram. And I'm trying to, oh, well, we know Kaysaw is doing wonderful. And he and Janelle have a little bit of like a podcast. They, they just basically talk about what happened in Big Brother of the week, but they're also going to take that, I think, a little bit further. And I don't know if they're going to have a routine podcast, but they just had a few and we were able to watch that. And he seems to be doing great. And so I believe that's I've caught you up with most of the events that have gone on, you know, after the show, after the season. And I will cover the season, of course, the next season. And we know that there's going to be a 23, a season 23 of Big Brother because Julie already announced it. Now, here's some cheeky things. I thought this was very lovely, but a former player on Twitter started following me and that would be Rockstar. Now, I loved Rockstar. I thought she was amazing because to be honest, it's pretty difficult to go on that show right after having a baby. And she had to deal with the ignorance of, there was a, a guy that was, I mean, there were so many jerks on that season. I mean, we know that. And you know who else followed me was the Long Island Unicorn. And you know that I dragged her my first two podcasts and I was very furious at her. But I wanted to tell you people, she owned her shyst. She apologized for her shyst. She figured it out. She went live. She told everyone several podcasts and she owned it. And I have no problem when people get woke, when they educate themselves, apologize, understand what they did. Honestly, I don't have a problem with that. I'm able to forgive, but I'm not able to forgive if you don't say you're sorry or you don't actually own what you displayed. So, I was very, you know, I thought that was very lovely that she followed me. And there were a couple other famous players in past seasons that have been following me. So that's always a nice little, you know, pep up because as you know, I'm not a professional podcaster. This is a free mic that I dug out of me mate's rubbish bin and I'm not very good at it. I don't have any special effects. You know that. And so... I'm very pleased that they have followed me and I can keep up with the Big Brother gossip and let you know all the goodies, all the tea on Big Brother 22. So that brings us to a close. I wanted to catch you up on all the aftermath of the show season 22, All Stars Big Brother CBS. Until I load up my mystery true stories. I will be talking to you very soon, my darlings. Now, remember, this is the last day to vote. So I hope you've all voted. All my mates that are listening to me in the United States. And remember, Black Lives Matter. Love is love. And please, my darlings, please adopt 
don't shop. I have been thrilled that you have been patient enough to listen to me when I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. You're just lovely people. Please take care of yourself. I want you to know that I'm praying for all the people that are listening to me and I pray for everyone in the world that we have a better world, you know, that we all can love each other, that we don't have violence and we find a cure for this bloody pandemic of COVID-19. So, my darlings, remember, wear a mask and what's very helpful with the mask is to put a strip of medical tape, which could be sports tape. You can buy it at a drugstore. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at Walmart. It's like $4 max. And you put that across the bridge of your nose along where your mask should be covering up your nose and all the way down to your chin. And you only need one strip and it's just to hold it in place because when we're running around, sometimes that mask can slip down and then your nose is exposed. And you don't want that, my darlings. We don't want any type of viruses or particles in the air to get stuck on your nose hairs and you inhale it. I know that I'm sounding not that enticing to listen to, but it's because I love you and I'm just trying to take care of you. And this is my effie wisdom. And I'm trying to teach you that it really helps to keep that nose and mouth covered during these times. Hopefully a vaccination will come out and we won't have to wear them anymore. So darlings, until next time, remember, I adore you and you matter. Cheers, mates. Real shit, real shit. They don't want me to drip. Real shit, real shit. There's a thing on my hip. Real shit, real shit. You could be the next lick. Real shit, real shit. My whole life is a flip. Real shit, real shit. They don't want me to drip. Real shit, real shit. There's a thing on my hip. Real shit, real shit. You could be the next lick. Real shit, real shit. My whole life is a flip. Took a risk that nearly cost me my life. Yeah. Did so many. Problems.